0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. Tonight, we're going to continue with the series that Pastor Jackson started in the book of Genesis. And I'm going to be honest with you, the, the the story or the, yeah, let's call it a story. The story that we're going to talk about today, it's probably one that you've heard if you were born and raised in the church let me see by a show of hands how many of you were actually been coming to church whether it's this church or another church since you were very young raise your hands awesome so you probably have heard the story that we're going to talk about and if i were to ask how many of you with a raise of hands how many of you have heard of the tower of babel good pastor jackson they've heard it i think we're good I don't know if I really need to teach. We can go into groups. I'm just kidding. But I'm hoping, and my prayer is tonight, is that the story is going to be from a different perspective today than when you heard it when you were a child. Let's bow our heads real quick. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to share your word I thank you for each and every one of the young men and women that are here today. And I just pray, God, that you open our hearts and our ears just to listen to your word today. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you be the one to speak today, God. That's what I ask, Father. I ask that you just be the one. Take me out of the equation, God, and just speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I have heard a title today, A Tower to Be Like God a tower to be like God. So what I've done is we're going to be in Genesis 11. If you have it, that's great. I'm going to put the verses up on the board as well. Um, I know sometimes on Wednesdays we really can't get Bibles out and things happen. So I'm going to put the scriptures up on the board. Uh, The guys in the back have it, so they'll follow it. So go to Genesis chapter 11, and let's read verse 1 through 4. Genesis 11, verse 1 through 4. The word of God says, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. And as people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So before we start breaking down these scriptures, I want you to understand where we are when it comes to the timeline with regards to the world events up to this point. So I'm going to ask you a question you tell me before or after. Was this before or after Adam and Eve? Very good. Correct. Was this before or after after Noah and the great flood? After. Correct. Is this before or after Abraham and the story of Moses? Before. There was a little doubt there, but it's before. Correct. Very good. So hopefully, I hope this gives you a little bit of a perspective as like where we are with things when it comes to the timeline. So as we read in verse 1, we have one language. The story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis falls right after the story of the flood. It's right after the great flood. Noah is is around. God had brought about the flood in Noah's day. We know why. Because of the rebellion, because of the sin, because of the evilness. Human race, um, there was so much violence that covered the earth. So we know that God punishes and basically sends this flood. So after the punishment of the great flood, God promised to Noah. He said, Him and his family, that He would never basically wipe out the world that way again. So here we find ourselves in the history of the world when. The reality is that the population of the the world right now in the story that we're reading is very low. It's not in in like great, great numbers like what we have now or what we're going to see in a little bit. So the people at this time, isn't this something? Even back then, they learned a new technology. And we just read that. So it kind of just shows you how everything is what? Always evolving, even from back then. So what was the technology that they learned that we read? Who remembers from what we read in the passage? What did they learn how to make? Bricks. So they learned how to make these bricks. So they started using bricks instead of rocks. So they could build what? A much larger structure. So they found this plain where we read, um, where they could live, called Shinar. And there they decided to build what? This tower. They believed this tower. Is this me? I'm sorry. They believed that they could build a tower that would reach the heavens. This last line is an iconic line. And I'm going to read it for you. It says, let us build ourselves a city With a tower that reaches to the heavens. Have you heard that line before? If I was to ask you that, have you heard that line before? See, because that was a driving ambition to build a society with God or apart from God. Apart from God. Look at, um, actually, Pastor Jackson had found this, and I wanted to use it as part of of this teaching. He found this quote from John Mark Comer. It says the motive, not only apart from God, but an open rebellion against God. And basically, guys, this is not something new. As John Mark Comer says, runs all the way through the library of scriptures, all the way to the last book. What does that mean? That means we're constantly seeing people wanting to build things, what? Apart from God. And it's just something to think about that. But if you think about this, this line is directly opposite of what you were all taught as young kids since you've all been to church since you were young, the Lord's Prayer. What were we taught in the Lord's Prayer? We were taught, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Does that sound like it's apart from God? When we're talking about building things, when we're talking about our lives, does that sound, with that part of the prayer, does that sound apart from God? It doesn't. It's correct opposite of that. It's being with God. It's understanding that it's what? It's not about you. It's not about this person. It's about what? It's about him. You guys understand that? That's the key part of that. When Jesus was teaching them how to pray, that's what he was saying to them. So these people are basically doing what? They're trying to be something that happens to us. Trying to be self-sufficient. But self-sufficient to the point that they what? Go apart from God, away from God. What did they want to do? They wanted to build a city and a tower with its tops and a heaven. What did they want to do? They wanted to make a name for themselves. Remember that theme. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They believed that they had no need for God. It was not about God. It was about themselves. So this is an example of a word that I'm sure that you've heard of before. And you're going to hear it. And what word do you think that's a show of? Anybody have an idea? Starts with the letter P. Pride. Pride. You've heard this before. But let me give you a definition of pride. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction. And here's the key. Derived from one's own achievements. The achievements of those who with whom one is closely associated. Or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. So if you think about this term... We see this quite a bit in our culture today. This is a big thing today. Individuals who get their significance from what? From their achievements. It could be from their position. It could be from their title. It could be the success. It could be status. It could be their salary. Maybe as you guys get older, you're going to see, you know, the so-called perfect marriage or being a perfect parent or having the perfect children or the perfect home. And how do we say that? Well, a lot of pictures being put on Instagram. Hey, look at this. Look at me. Now, I'm not saying, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that taking those things and and happy with achievements, that's not what I'm talking about. And you're going to see that in a separation. But I remember early on in my career, you guys know that I was a police officer. And as a police officer, I remember early on a particular supervisor, and this supervisor told me this, Ron, you have to make a name for yourself. You have to go out there. You have to make yourself known so that when people come up and they see or they do, they know who Ron Lugo is. That was his thing. And I understood that to a certain degree. Yeah, you know, I want to be able to move up. I want to be able to achieve things. None of that is wrong to want or to desire that. And throughout my career, just before I retired, one of the things that he came up and said was the same thing. You have to go out there. You really have to show yourself. It has to be about you. You have to make a name for yourself. You have to make people stop. Those were the ways that he was coming up. But there's something wrong with this advice that he was saying. There's something wrong with the way he was trying to mentor me. It was all about what? It was all about me. It wasn't from a Christian perspective. It was from a man-centered perspective, much like the people who wanted to build this city. They weren't building the city to glorify God, They didn't even ask God. They wanted to be like God, and that's a big difference. Look at this first point, guys. As Christ followers, it cannot be about us but about God. This doesn't have to be a complicated point. It's simple. It has to be about him. Our mindset has to be, as we read earlier in the teaching, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done. The minute you make it about you, I want you to know that you're looking at it from a perspective of those who wanted to build this tower. The attitude that these individuals in our story took, it's not something new. We've seen it today over and over. It continues with the advancement of technology. We've been fascinated with space forever. Since the 60s, you guys have heard it, you know, uh, the moon landing and going out into orbit and all these things. Now, what do we have? We have these telescopes that can just come up and, and see to the end of the universe, they say. Who are they looking for? What are they looking for? All of these things when it comes to technology. But there's something that these individuals who were building this tower forgot. And today society seems to forget. And that is simply this. God is real. There was a Russian or Soviet cosmonaut, I guess I'll say it by that. And I may be saying his name wrong. Yuri Gagarin, 1961. He was a cosmonaut who became the first human to orbit the earth. And according to the international media, Gagarin made the comment while he got to orbit, I don't see any God up here. I'm not making this up. That's what he said. I don't see any God up here. It's like individuals forget everything comes from something we know and that you have an advantage, and that is that God is real. The provider of our wisdom and our abilities, your abilities, your abilities to achieve things is from who? Is from God. We got to give credit to God for that what he provides us. And remember that everything you are right now, everything that you're going to be is because of him. Do you get it? It's because of him. Let's continue with the scriptures. Time's going fast. Five through seven. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And the Lord said, if, if as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So let's be curious about something. The construction of the city itself, that wasn't sinful. God chose Jerusalem for his people, and he'll create a new Jerusalem in the future for people to inhabit. It is the pride and the security that the people took in their place in the city that God disapproved of. The problem is not the wisdom. It is pride that we were talking about. The problem is how we use the wisdom that we are wanting to be wise about. Look at what Paul said to the Romans in Romans chapter 16, verse 19. He says, I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. See, when God came down, he saw the people were what? They were working together for this common goal. But unfortunately, the goal they were working for, that they were going through, was steep in arrogance and in pride and in direct opposition to God's command. God's people rebelled against him. They rebelled against God's sovereign authority and embraced their own self-sufficiency that we talked about. They felt like they didn't need God to rule over them. They could rule themselves, and they could reach the heavens on their own terms, with their own hands, by their own means. See, the structure that the tower was made was what? Was it made out of natural material? No. What was it made out of? Man-made material, stuff that they had developed. That would be a symbol of their power, their self-sufficiency, They did not want to build it out of stone, which is obviously provided by God and was the material that was being used back then. Look at these three points that I have for you up on the board together. We should not be self-reliant, but God-reliant. So what is self-reliance? It's defined as relying on one's own abilities and resources rather than on God. But what does God-reliance look like? Us pursuing a relationship with God, walking in his will, relying, trusting in him for our every need and desire. If you don't remember anything out of this teaching, understand what God-reliance looks like in your life. You're going to see how successful, you're going to see how much God will bless you when you don't make it about yourself, but you make it about him. So this is what happens through man when man continues to sin. (laughs) Look at this. In our story, we find them building a way, working towards heaven. But what did God do? We read it. We read it in the scriptures. God came down. Look at this next point. We cannot hide our sins, our pride from God. See, at some point in your lives, I want you to understand this. If you continue doing what is not pleasing to God, you will encounter God at some point. An encounter with him is not avoidable. What do I mean by that? See, if you think about it in the time, we have the sin of Cain versus Abel. God met Cain. God found Cain. We have the sins that occurred just before the flood. God came down and punishment was given all throughout history. We find that at some point, sin will meet God. This is gonna continue until the final judgment, guys, where man and their sin will meet God for one last time. Man and sin will meet God. And let me tell you a little secret. And this secret, I just want you to hear it really clearly. God wins every time. Did you hear what I said? I'll whisper it. God wins every time. That's what's going to happen. Sin, when it meets God, it cannot win. God wins every time. Here in our story, we find that God did not allow the human rebellion to reach the level that it did before the flood. God didn't want it to get to that point, so he stopped it right there. How did he stop it? Let's read the last two verses, verse 8 and 9. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. This is why it was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. There's some interesting facts before we finish this teaching that I want you to know about this story. The tower was built in... in. Uh, uh And what will let her be known as Babylon, which is present-day Iraq, if you were to go over that. This was the original Babylon that forever was known as a city that was characterized by what? By rebellion against God's authority. It's a symbol of organized rebellion. If you go into the scriptures in Revelation 17 and 18, you're going to see it talking about Babylon. This is what it's talking about. As we read, they're scattered all over the world, and they're different languages and tongues. And Babel... In Hebrew, the word comes from confuse, balal. So now you understand when somebody says, well, stop babbling. What are they saying? What you're saying is what? It's confusing, like it doesn't make sense. That's what it's coming from when it comes to our story. So I want you to make sure you understand that. So next time you hear that, stop babbling, now you're going to remember, hey, I remember Ron said about this. This is probably what you learned when you were kids when it came to the story of babel how god just separated the languages and people went this way people went that way but there are two important facts that i want you to note as we get ready to close number one the tower of babel demonstrates the inclination of fallen men to rebel against god and to, to and try to provide for his needs in his own way rather than by trusting and obeying god that's the gist of what was happening. The Tower of Babel illustrates that rebellion against God results in this, A, broken fellowship with God and man, B, failure to recognize God's intention for man in his creation, namely, that he ruled the earth effectively. Those are two key points that you need to come up and remember. God's intention is not for that. As children of God and citizens of a kingdom, we're called to be submissive in a relationship with our Lord and Savior. Sin takes over when we try to build our churches or salvation upon something else. Hmm. Time's going fast, and I want us to be able to get to a point, so I'm going to deviate from the teaching. And I'm going to tell you these last things, and then we're going to close in prayer. We were, t- read, we were singing a song earlier, and I got to be honest, I was over there just trying not to start bawling. We were saying, break down the walls. We build walls like those individuals were building that tower. We do that through through sin. We do that through our pride. But it's time for us to realize that we need to break down those walls, that we need to eliminate those things and start making room for God. That's the key for your life. Stop making it about you. As the one song says, it's all about you. It's all about you. By your heads. Father, I thank you for these uh, young men and women. I thank you for this teaching, God. And, I just pray as we go into the groups, Lord, that, uh, that they could just speak freely, God, uh, as we go over these questions, Lord. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you move in them, Lord. Let them speak, and, and God, just move in a special way, God. And if there's anything that needs to be prayed about, anything that is needed, God, that you just equip the leaders, Father, to move forward. And we thank you, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about the bridge, please follow us on Instagram at WeAreTheBridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.